Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. This television show is a wild, hot toilet mess. <laughs> and I want to wallow in it like our real monsters. <laughs> that was beautiful. This show is trash dropped out of an airplane or a spaceship. That sort of collects in space, like the like the the dangerous uh, debris that causes Sandra Bullock so much trouble and gravity, that just slams into my body every few months, and I love every fucking second of it. Can I do one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This show is digging in a nose for two minutes, finding a flag, and winning super sloppy double dare. This is the sloppiest <laughs> double dare. This is quintuple dare. Yeah, you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. Griffin has a new beverage. You want to talk about it? I don't know that the uh, Boulevard Brewery Company Ginger Lemon Rattler is going to be my go-to buddy. First of all, it's an alcoholic beverage, so you don't get the health benefits that a Superwater Zero gets you. But I don't think any beverage is going to get me the benefits that Superwater Zero gets me. Uh, it's approximately 115 degrees in this studio. Yeah, it really, really it's is. It's hot as fuck. It's I don't understand why we too. only we have this one room in our house that's just a volcano a volcano's asshole which is another great way of referring to this wild beautiful shit show that we're doing a podcast about called the bachelorette featuring jojo fletcher can we start out the episode with a few thank yous so many thank yous a lot of people made me feel really great about myself and yourself and ourselves in this podcast this we season. got to see photos from watch parties in chicago and brooklyn um our man drew davidson created the most wildly popular fantasy draft bachelorette website it's extremely popular this website yeah it's called the rose reckoner mm-hmm. um you can find it on our group and uh it's gonna do the math for you um not that our fucking fantasy team needs math it's like <laughs> i'm pretty sure rachel i know maybe more about love than anybody that's ever well lived. i don't know that we can get so cocky because this is the first season that i felt like we've really had a shot we've really obliterated it yeah uh, anyway this is a if you're new and that's a possibility because this is the first episode uh, on the first we're recording this immediately after. By the way, thanks Dancing with the Stars. Thanks yeah, Dancing with the Stars. No really one gives, pushed it back. No for one gives us. a fuck about you Dancing with the Stars except for I care about Neil and I hope Neil's doing well. Um, you mean Niall? I'll call him what the fuck I want to call right. him. Um, I'm sure he dances very good. He was of course our favorite ANTM. Yeah. Um, contestant. And he won. He murdered that season, yeah. Um, but they got kind of a late start, went to 8 to 10. And 10.30 is about when you and I like to retire to the bedroom <laughs> to make our own hot garbage. <laughs> oh, God. Um, is that what you call it? So it's a late a late start for this episode, a late recording session, a late fucking hot recording session. I might go change into my tank top, that tank top that you love so much. I do love that tank top. Griffin has a lot of muscles, and he doesn't brag about it, but there are multiple muscles in his body. I don't that- have a lot of muscles. I have a lot of I, a lot of bustles. <laughs> a tank top really emphasizes. You know those who's muscles. got a lot of muscles though? Are the are the filth boys on this season of the Bachelorette? Oh, what a nice segue! What a fucking 
clown car. It's like Noah's Ark, and there's two different types of all of the different <laughs> types of shit birds that there are in the world. I love this garbage so much. Bury me in it. Uh, all right, so Jojo Montage, Bikini. That's a beautiful last name, by the way. <laughs> I, I guess it's of Iranian descent, because that's like where her family is from. Jojo Montage. That could be like a Bond. Griffin, if we keep up at this pace, we're going to be at like midnight. I'm, I don't got shit to do tonight, do you? Well, I You'd guess like to sleep. You'd like I to would. retire. Uh, okay, Jojo, on the beach... In a bikini, there's seagulls, there's a lifeguard station. She's looking out at the water. She's thinking about love. Uh, and Very then, good summary of all. I mean, what's there to say about JoJo? You know her, you love her. Yeah. Uh, I guess just like uh, before we even started the episode, you were kind of cool on JoJo. I was a little bit warmer on JoJo than you were. Yeah. I feel like this episode was a good sort of shot across the bow for JoJo. Um, I mean, maybe. All we saw was her reacting to things, which can give you a good hint. That's the whole fucking thing, though. I need to see what her initiative looks like. Um, We also got a nice scene with JoJo meeting up with uh, former Bachelorettes, including Caitlin and... Allie. Allie and Dez. Dez. Uh, I did not watch Allie's season. Wasn't familiar with her brand of wisdom. Although she dropped a nug that I was a big fan of where she said, don't, like, focus too much on the front runners that first night. Sort of like put them on the back burner because you know they're going to be there week two, and instead like trying to do a more holistic dude search experience. Not sure that she followed that exactly. Um, in fact, I would say that she didn't follow that at all. I feel like the front runners <laughs> of the season are very well established, and we have all of them on our team. Yeah, they discuss uh, a wide range of popular bachelorette topics, which include: uh, Do you kiss on night one? How do you know if it's love or lust? And are you ready to get engaged? Um, Caitlin, who had been on her season, that must have been uncomfortable. Yeah. Been, if you remember, the Axeman, his final target, that that final heart that he laid up on the guillotine and he chopped up real good was JoJo's. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin also had a taste of that particular brand of medicine. And she said, Ben told two different uh, ladies, I almost said men, that would have been a cool season. Um, that he loved them, and you were the second one. You came in second place, so you didn't get the benefits of that love. Are you going to do that to the boys? JoJo said, no, I'm not going to do that to the boys. I'm not going to tell two boys I love them. We'll see if she can keep up with that. Yeah, right. Uh, And then it's JoJo getting ready in a a long, nude-colored sparkle dress. Uh, She... she favors the nude color sparkle dress everybody at our watch party agreed her hair looked incredible she looked incredible yeah uh it was a across the board stunning good, stunning, stunning one might a say stunning night count the stars on jojo's bod uh and then flecked it's... with flecked with diamonds <laughs> and then it's time for limo exits we're, we're moving fast because like once the boys show up things get rowdy duty <laughs> i like that uh, so I took notes alphabetically. I did not go in order. Maybe of, not the best way to take of limo notes. exits. I know, um, but I will say that the first person drop drop on me the guy lights. Well, there were also some montages. So select gentlemen received a little backstory. Um, the vignettes. So, for example, Christian, you get to see him training at the gym. He's Christian a- was, of course, the fellow whose three goals are the best three goals that a human could ever aspire to, which is making Mark Cuban proud of you, going to space, <laughs> and then getting moon rocks for your dumb grandchildren. 
Christian gets up at 4.30 every morning, goes to the gym, uh, did not have a relationship with his father because his father's family was racist. Uh, he is of he is of mixed race. Yes, he is a man of color, and he takes care of his two brothers. He seems like a fucking winner. Like, I love that dude so, so much. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. If he had hit it off with JoJo just a little bit more, I was, I was, I was antsy to draft him, but I didn't, I didn't see that spark there, unfortunately. Uh, our boy. Are you talking Jordan. about Jordan? Jordan gets a football montage. Football montage? Every, why did you say that like the fucking know. lead singer of the B-52s? <laughs> a football montage? Everybody, it's a football <laughs> montage. All of the kids playing pigskin in the streets. <laughs> Hand me the ball, I'm going for a beach touchdown. <laughs> um, we get to find out about his lost love. Um and his history with football and his brother Aaron Rodgers. Which I think I know everything I need to know about his brother Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, One year, his brother Aaron Rodgers had the most running yards on the Green Bay Packers more than the people who were supposed to run. That's not that's not right, but it's right for Aaron Rodgers. Jordan was also the first out of the limo, and if you follow the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise, the first person out of the limo is pretty significant. Yeah, it's a good start. Usually, they end up playing a big role in the series. Yeah. Um, uh, so, in our team, we got so, so we had uh, five teams in our fantasy league this year. Which, if you listen to last week's episode, you know like how we operate. I feel so fucking good about the rules this year. I feel really good about the drafting rules. We did one before the episode started, one after the limo exits, and then one after the first episode. And like, I feel like that's the only way to draft from now on. Yeah. Because it's like such a smart way to do it because you have more information each time you do it. And so like the value judgment is different each time. So somebody you think like, oh, I've got to have before the episode starts by the end of the episode, you might say, oh, that first pick sucks. Um, uh, But yeah, Jordan was like the hot commodity before we even got started because the line of logic there was like, he's a fucking like the best NFL quarterback's brother. That's probably going to win you some points, but I think he's got. Some, I think he's got some game on his own. Yeah, no, he definitely does. That was our first pick. We locked out. We were the we were the second team to to lock him down. Yeah. Um. Go, Jordan. Jordan, I'm rooting for you, buddy. Um. Do you want me to go alphabetically now through? Just give me the guy lights. The guy lights. I forgot guy lights. Um. Because there were a lot of boys that like just got the lumped in treatment when like mm-hmm. one of the shittier boys was like i feel like a lot of these dudes are just like here is a joke and then it would show like five guys over the course of like 15 seconds who would like walk up and have some shitty gimmick yeah um uh i mean in ollie's montage we get to see he's a pianist and he does break that out he's a man that plays piano that's all i ask is just a little bit of <laughs> it takes a little bit longer to say but i think that they would appreciate it um and Brandon, the hipster, comes out and says that he knows nothing about her. I like that move a lot. I'm just like, what's up? I don't know who the fuck you are. Prove your, You prove yourself to me. <laughs> uh, Chad comes out, grabs both of her hands, will not let her go. Chad, you were a little aggressive there. Talks to her very, very closely. He did a full-blown like two-hand grab like he was operating... Um, the Sigourney Reaver robot at the end of Aliens. Did you just call her Sigourney Reaver? I had like seven glasses of wine tonight. <laughs> um, Christian, the one I was just referencing earlier, uh, he shows up on a bike. 
like rides in on a motorcycle. A motorcycle, not like a Pee Wee's Big Adventure bike. Cool. That would have been fun though. Like, hey, what's up? Sorry, <laughs> I'm really fucking exhausted. Just kidding, I'm not. Because look at my body. I'm like Ninja Warrior ripped. Uh, should we talk about Daniel's entrance? Here's the thing about Daniel. Daniel is the one who referenced the the body similar to a Lambo. He's in his the bio. he's the turbo teen, definitely boy car, definitely a man shaped car who can transform when he eats spicy food. Um, he is from Canada, mm-hmm. which we learned. Um, he jumps out the limo and says, "Damn, JoJo, back at it again with the next Bachelorette." So let's break that down. <laughs> what is it called you were you went to school for english stuff right yes for like a long a while yeah um what's the, what are they called those diagrams where they like bust it out and they do like it looks like a weird shitty lopsided fork but it like shows you where the adjectives and the participles are in a sentence they call it like diagramming a sentence okay let's diagram right? that sentence okay damn jojo that's easy that's just like one little bit, and that's got the exclamation point. It's its own little self-contained little nugget. Back at it again with the next Bachelorette. Again, does it make sense? Because this is probably <laughs> this is definitely her first time being the next Bachelorette. Yeah. Also, you've referenced a six hundred year old meme that was that was discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls, Daniel. I don't think it's that old. I didn't. It's one hundred and fifty thousand. Right. <laughs> it's it was discovered on a cuneiform tablet. Daniel, 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 you can't. It's also it's your name. You did the meme because it's your name, but then you said JoJo's name. If you're worried about whether or not JoJo got that reference, don't worry. She did not. Daniel gets the opportunity to explain. Jesus, that and that scene made my just made my fucking soul leave my body and astrally project into the sun. Uh, shall we move on? Please let's. Okay. This first episode, by the way, thank you for listening to Rose Buddies. This first episode, if you're listening to it, it's going to be incomprehensible because we have a, like an unfathomable <laughs> amount of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. The next one's going to be much more cogent. Uh, let's skip ahead to James Taylor. Let's skip ahead. To, that's what I say every time I'm on Spotify. <laughs> James Taylor comes out with a guitar, as you would hope, and sings an original song that he wrote for JoJo. It's a country song. I don't remember it, which for by Bachelor Bachelorette standard is actually very good. He says something about how she is in Dallas or Waco. We know it to be Waco, but I think it's Dallas for the purposes of the show. And how the Dallas boys didn't appreciate her. And how they must be crazy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's no it's no blindsided. And the pantheon of <laughs> the pantheon of uh, the Bachelor Bachelorette OST. She seems to feel it though. She enjoys. She seems it. to feel it. Like he drops on her. Like you're from Texas. Yeah, I'm from Texas. Cool. Us yeah. Texas people, like we know. Like when I found out somebody's from like Green or um, Bastrop or Marfa or San San Anne, as I call it. Yeah. Um. Then I'm. I just get fucking psyched out of my mind. It's like, oh, dude. Schlitterbahn, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, Schlitterbahn." Yeah. <laughs> and then we talk about Schlitterbahn for like, like an hour. Just um, our favorite water slides and shit. Friday night lights, yeah, dude. Friday night lights, dude, definitely. <laughs> and then we kiss. Griffin, I meet myself a Texas person. We start talking about water slides and Friday night lights. You're lucky if kissing's all we do. <laughs> 
let's move on to Jonathan. Let's move on to Jonathan. Jonathan came out in a kilt as we were teased in the photo of the cast. Uh, while he's wearing the kilt, he walks up to Jojo, says that he is half Chinese and half Scottish. That's fine. And Jonathan, you should have stopped there, my dog. Jonathan goes on to say, don't worry, the half of me that's Scottish is below the waist. And then he, like, leans in and tells her that he's, quote, not wearing panties. But he also says, like, you can interpret that how you will. And it's like, I don't, you've just, like, most jokes are follow the structure of setup, punchline. They don't follow the structure of, like, three setups and then not a punchline after it. It's, it was the worst, it was the worst. He seems like an okay dude. That was maybe the worst moment of the episode of television for me. Yeah. When the man made, like, a Asian person penis size I recognize, I recognize that he's thinking... Oh, there haven't been a lot of Asian guys on this show, I'm, and there there haven't. And that, yeah. I'm just going to come right out and address it right That's away. That's a wicked, crazy <laughs> thing to address. Yeah, That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it it was poorly executed. It was poorly conceived. Yes, that too. Nobody, fucking Aaron Rodgers' brother couldn't have pulled off that 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 hilarious gag. Speaking of, should we talk about his exit? Jordan? Yes. What do you do? You just like fucking rolled up. I was like... Well, he says, he's like, I know you must be nervous, but I want you to know that my parents met and got engaged within like two or three months, and they've been married for 36 years. And then from their loin sprung, Green Bay Packers all-star no, quarterback, This is my what's brother, classy about Jordan. At no point in the night does he... He did not bring up his brother. He tout huh? his football record or his brother's football record. He did mention that he played pro on a few teams, but he didn't mention it. He did, teams. but he really downplayed it. Was he quarterback? He must have been like... Yeah. Third, second, third string, right? I don't know. How? Fu- why did he fucking quit, man? We could he have played had a- for the Vikings? I want to see the Panther. I don't know. He, uh, we could have had like another like Manning, like family thing going, you know? Rogers v. Mm-hmm. Rogers. Uh, Luke showed up on a unicorn, which is to say a horse with a unicorn horn oh, attached baby, to it. Oh, baby, it's like you don't even believe in the man. <laughs> Look at me in the eyes. Do you believe in the magic? No. Do I believe in unicorns? No, I don't believe in unicorns. Oh, baby. Are you sure? I'm sure. I guess you've been all over the world. You've seen it all then, huh? I mean... You've just seen everything this world's got to offer you, huh? I've never Mm -hmm. seen Africa, but I believe that it exists. Uh, There's a man that shows up dressed as Santa. This is very good. His this name was, is Nick. This was a wonderful, refreshing spring breeze. He's for listed me. in the bio as Saint Nick under the the screen. Um, and I'm glad that everybody had an opportunity to really look inside themselves and say, just like be really honest with themselves. And it's 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 a great thing about this television show is that it has the opportunity to make you sort of confront things about yourself. Like you see certain reflections of your characteristics in the show. And so, like everybody watching this had to like kind of peer within for a moment into their own little funhouse mirror and say, "What I do? I want to fuck Santa Claus? <laughs> do I want to fuck Sinterklaas? Do you think that's what everybody thought when they saw him? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? what a, is this a good idea? 
Which, and, and if so, which one would I want to do? The best thing about him being Santa Claus is he comes out with a bag of gifts and he goes, Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. This was wisely a, a well done, maybe the first piece of like excellent editing on part of the ABC producers. This was the like before the commercial like fucking to be continued stinger, and it was a doozy. Yeah, we we all we all lulled when that happened. Uh, Jordan took it in stride. Jordan was like, "That's fucking great, man! You get a good costume going. You make her laugh. Like, yeah, I'm feeling." What Santa did he Claus. give her as a gift? He gave her a little box. I don't remember I seeing what, what was, was in it. In it. Hmm. Um, a, a card with his name, like his actual real non Santa Claus name on it. By the way, I feel like we kind of danced around my question earlier, and I think the listeners are probably curious <laughs> which version of Santa Claus. Because there's that miracle on 34th Street, like traditional ass yeah. Coca Cola Santa Claus, but then you, there's a lot of variety in there. There's a uh, Tim Allen. There's a uh, Tom H- virtual Tom Hanks. Wait, oh. Wait. From the Polar Express? Okay. Um, There's many Santa Clauses out there to are choose you, from. Are you, wait, how oh, I lost, what, what, are you asking me which Santa Claus I find most sexually attractive? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. When you put it that, this is kind of a blunt way to put it, but yeah. Um, Don't be afraid. I'm... And none is not an acceptable answer. Of course it's not an acceptable answer. I mean, I guess I like old real beard Miracle, Miracle on 34th, 34th Street. Street. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad one to go with. I mean, you gotta have a real beard. No, that's fine. But poor Nick B got real sweaty in that Santa costume. He got really sweaty and there was a fucking amazing, amazing... <laughs> our friend Justin Minsker, I haven't seen him laugh that hard in a long time. He, like, lost control of his body because she, like... <laughs> Like while they were like an hour and a half into the episode, it was their first time talking. She was sitting on his lap. And she was like, "Let's see that face," and like took his hat and beard off for like a second and a half. And he like smiled this and big, smiled goofy, this gist- big, goofy, goofy smile, goofy Santa's grin. And she was like, "All right," and, and then put, put, the, put the fucking beard and hat back on. I'm like, I think I prefer the digi Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, you're yawning. You got to pick no, it up. I'm sorry. All right. Um. And then there's kind of a hodgepodge that I'll just go through real quickly because they come up again. Um, Nick S. comes out and does the splits. That was a weird... Nick S. brought a very uncomfortable energy to the show. Peter came out with a stuffed heart and said he wanted to be her Man Crush Monday. He's the one in the tan suit in the big cast photo. In a lot of ways, I think is worse than Damn Daniel. Um, Robbie, old honeysuckle Robbie, uh, didn't, offered her a bottle of wine, which she seemed to like. This, okay, but you dropped the best part, the fucking amazing part. Did we draft Robbie? We didn't, did we? No. We had the fucking choice between thought about it, but we didn't think he'd be a big point getter. I forgot about this, what Robbie did that was so dope, as he said, in the, in the Fletcher family tradition, and he just opened the bottle of wine and to chug it. And they both drank right out of it. It yeah, was so was good, because that's what uh, JoJo's mom did on Hometowns. Yeah. Just like, there's an amazing shot of JoJo's mom just like slamming a bottle of wine. Yeah. And I remember seeing that thinking like, this is a fucking best family. Why didn't we choose Robbie? We goofed up. Because Robbie is too much of a sweetheart. I don't think he'll get us points. He'll get those basketball coach points, which is to say like 10 yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vinny, the barber, comes out with an actual piece of toast and says that he wants to do a toast or something. I don't know. It was pretty gimmicky. (laughs) 
Uh, Wells, this is the radio DJ that I was worried was there for the wrong reasons. And I was the, I was so down with Wells, but you were so sour on him. He comes out and says, I brought some friends. These guys start to get out of the limo. We're like, I don't recognize these guys. Who are these guys? It's the band All for One. Uh, who you may know from the song. I swear by the moon and the... You're supposed to harmonize. And the sky. I'll be there. I'll be there. It's not how harmony works. <laughs> Typically with harmony, you sing at the same time. Um, It was a power... It, it was, was incredible. And like, it was funny was that the guys in the house, they show their reaction, and none of them could even throw any shade. They were like, well, shit, that's a great move. No, like, yeah, you you can't beat that. Um, And then I would say the worst limo exit goes to will who has a bunch of note cards in his hand throws them up in the air and says oh no i've dropped them they're all out of order now and then reads them out of, out of order. order and says like i've been wanting to tell you this for yeah. a while that uh i'm and he flips the cards and he says the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and he goes oh i guess they're definitely out of order and then i just like all the just like all the blood came out of my body. Yeah. I just bled through every I pore mean, of my everybody body. Everybody has a gimmick, but it's best if you don't incorporate like a an action with the gimmick because then it just is uncomfortable for everyone. There's some of this shit I just fucking dissolved. Yeah. Number three, like cringe shit. I think number three was the note cards. Number two was Damn Daniel, who then later in the evening had to explain what the meme Damn Daniel was. And then number one was the dude that made the fucking Asian penis joke. Yeah, Jonathan. Those were the top three highlights of like things that made me want to die. And I'm pretty sure all three of those dudes made the first round cut, which is insane. Yeah. Or no, Jonathan didn't, right? Jonathan, Jonathan did not. Rip. Rip j But Daniel did. Okay. Uh, and so did Will, the note cards guy. The note cards guy. Some weird choices, Joj, yeah. but I get it. I get it. I feel like Joj maybe had a number of people that she had to send home this episode, and it was a max cap. And when she found out who the boys were, she was disappointed that that number was not much, much higher. Because maybe half of these toilet people... <laughs> she could have handily excused and not had to worry about whether or not one of them was her husband. Like, I think, like, Will and Damp Daniel, she probably could have safely seen off, and then 10 years from now, she wouldn't wake up in a cold sweat and be like, what if it was Damp Daniel? Yeah, now this brings up the question, and, and we, I think, all kind of believe in it, the producer pick, right? Like, there are people that don't seem to be at all front runners, but they end up staying week after week because they are motivated by the producers to keep them. Big shout out, by the way, to the uh, sensor bar operator. Uh, <laughs> must be the same guy who's doing that work on Jillian a couple seasons back uh, for his good work on Jonathan's kilt penis. Yes. Um, Real good. It was so unnecessary. Like it was obviously covering up the parts that pants would cover up, but back at it again with the white kids. <laughs> uh so then then we get to see the men kind of interact with each other during the cocktail party while jojo is meeting them individually 
they're all super nervous and they're all talking about how nervous they are. And Jojo's starting to get kind of frustrated because she's like, you know, my first night when I met Ben, I felt this instant connection and all the guys here are so tense and, and I'm just not getting to know them. I wish they would just relax. And then Jordan shows up and Jordan gives her his coat, asks her how she's been the past few months. Yeah, he actually brings up the fact that, like, she got this shit kind of dropped in her lap. She, well, the shit got picked up off Kaila 001's lap. It said, like, this isn't your shit anymore. It doesn't belong in your lap. Yeah. It's going to be dropped on another lady's lap. Um, he was the only person to kind of bring that up and, like... He's got, like, his hand on her back. And, and she tells us, the viewer, that he's just so confident and sexy. And he is. Ain't no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, and he, he plays it real cool. He says, Oh, I do media and sports broadcasting. And I retired a year ago from football and they go in for a hug and she gives him a little cheek kiss. I don't know if you noticed. That's when we knew. Yeah. And so they have a kind of a quick interaction and then she goes on to the rabble. Uh, James F gives her a boxing lesson. Will uses a cootie catcher to get a kiss from her. That was fucking horrible. Yeah. A cootie catcher is that game where, like, you do, like, there's a number and then a color and you do it the number thing. Yeah, it's a little, you make a little paper puppet looking thing that you move in and out. And they're sometimes called fortune tellers. And then, but on every fucking insert of this, it's (laughs) kiss JoJo on it. And he does it. And she says, oh, are you, if you're, if she has to say, are you ready for that? She doesn't want to fucking kiss you dog well and she even says like hopefully we'll have another better kiss like they they both because that one stunk to high heaven yeah so that's over after it's over jordan shows up again jordan not even after it's over jordan steals her away this (laughs) is our first steal you away yeah which in our league is mad points and jordan was the first one to score him because jordan was like it seemed like you were having a fucking miserable time in there because that man know. in there, ki- that adult man in there, kissed you and he used a cootie catcher as an excuse <laughs> to get the kiss on your mouth. How did they end up kissing? Because they started kissing. I don't even remember how it started. It, it's like two fucking war buddies in the trench. <laughs> and they just like survived. A diff- it's like after the beaches of Normandy, like all those soldiers on D-Day... The, the surviving ones just started fucking kissing each other because it was like that sucked it did suck bill got his fucking arm blown off and he died i know it sucked jim got his whole bottom half is gone reginald got his whole body blown off this sucks let's kiss jonathan yeah. lost his kilt jonathan lost his kilt let's kiss yes and then they just start and they kissing. kiss and it goes on for a little while and then it ends and they're both very pleased what <laughs> They're both very pleased. And they were mm. very pleased. I find that equitable. Mm. <laughs> yes, we should do that again sometime. Yes. Uh, and then he walks away and she watches him walk away and she goes, his butt, his butt, his butt. I'm going to have to start doing squats to like, and she like, she like looks like she's going to swoon. Well, just because, you know, he's got a shapely tone behind. I do not doubt it. And she feels the need to kind of keep up got with the Rogerses. Wisconsin, that milk fed ass. Oh, God. <laughs> he's got that Wisconsin milk fed ass. Somebody please 
extract that and turn it into just like a cool remix. I tweeted at Aaron <laughs> Rodgers during this show, like, bro, your bro is handsome as fuck. Yeah. You got a handsome bro. Yeah. He's going to hear back. Did you hear back? Was he like, thanks, Griffin? He did Griffin? not. I was, I, all I want in this world is a tweet from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. <sighs> uh, so, yeah. So, JoJo clearly locked in. Um, then she goes and, and meets up with Wells again, and they're sitting on a bench. All for one is still singing I love behind it. them. Wells is amazing. I really like Wells. That's probably, I think, my two... I, I'm, I'm sad we didn't draft Wells. I'm sad we didn't draft Robbie. Um... I think I'm more sad about Wells because this interaction where All for One was just singing, he was like, this is just like our life. If you end up with me, like All for One's just like always behind me. And I'll be like making a sandwich and I'll just be like, they'll be singing the whole time and making the sandwich. Yeah. Like, That's fucking great. That's good stuff, Wells. He looks different than he looked on his bio picture on the website. Nah, he does. I can't explain it. He looks like he's a super handsome dude. And I thought Can he was I tell super... you something? Yeah. I'm still not convinced he's there for the right reasons. Well, baby, he didn't bring up his fucking radio show. He didn't bring up anything. I'm sure he did, and they just didn't show it. Nobody brings out All for One and doesn't get asked a question of, how did you get All for One here? I guess so. I think he's there for the right reasons. All right. Well, He see. just has this, like, crazy hookup. And he's got to use it. Like, some dude brought a, a kilt. Some yeah, dude is, and where do you even get Santa, a kilt? Unless you know Santa somebody. Claus. Yeah, they're expensive as hell, man. We rented them for Justin's wedding, like... Where do you even go to rent a kilt? Online. Kilts.org. <laughs> you can do better than that. Fucking plaid boy skirts at <laughs> tassels.gov. <laughs> That's much better. Um, Scottish. All right. But and ding dong umbrellas. Oh, Griffin, you're just going to end up editing this out. Dot biz. <laughs> Is that your last one? Wiener tablecloths. Gingham wiener tablecloths at... Websites don't have at in them. Yeah, I You have to fucking send an email to gingham wiener tablecloths (laughs) at rosebuddies.pizza. That's good. Uh, This next, JoJo sits down with Chad by the fire, um, and she gets very excited about Chad. Uh, and they have a conversation in which she comes away thinking that he's very vulnerable. And then Chad tells us, the viewer, if I'd wanted her, I'd have her. And then he starts telling us about how he's like the Ben, but he's a more rugged Ben. Yeah. Um, this whole episode he's been talking about, like, I'm not impressed by any of these boys. Yeah. He's, he's like. He's the villain. Yeah. Villain's gonna villain. He's the one they turn to. Chad's gonna Shad. After something crazy happens and Chad just talks like talk mad smack about anybody. Uh, yes. And then Daniel explains damn Daniel. This was the worst moment. Uh, and I've had some <laughs> really bad moments in my life. He was like, hey, have you like been on the internet at all? And she's like, oh, is somebody doing like a damn JoJo YouTube? And she's like, no, no. totally out of her depth. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, you about know, back it. Back on it again with the white vans. You know, there's a damn Daniel thing. And that that was kind of what I based my thing for you on was that. And my name is Daniel. So just did that because you should the Internet. 
And it was so bad. It was really, really, really. And we went immediately from that to a montage of all the drinking that people are doing, in particular, Daniel. Can I say, can I say though, can you fucking blame Daniel? If I had that bad of an interaction with like a stranger at Costco, I would get fucked up that night. Because it's just <laughs> to like sort of move on from it. If I did it with somebody who I had been brought onto a television show to court romantically and sexually, and that was sort of my opening, that was the biggest yawn I've ever seen anyone do. <laughs> Stop. Um, if I had done that on a, a sexual television show. <laughs> a sexual television show? That I was a competitor is on. Is that what we're in the business of now, is commenting on sexual television shows? We're not not in the business of sex shows. Gosh, I can't um, tell. I'm just saying that. that was probably it was the worst moment of my life, and I'm like 18 <laughs> degrees removed from that situation. It was definitely the worst moment of Daniel's life, so we needed to loosen up. Is it worse than later in the night when Daniel pokes Evan in the belly button, and Evan tries to give him the benefit of the doubt that it's a Canadian thing? <laughs> the, old, the old Canadian greeting. So much so, like, it caused such a stir that James F. was like, oh, yeah, no, man, you don't Not touch it. anybody in the belly button. You don't, There's no good reason to poke a dude's <laughs> belly button. There's a hundred good reasons to poke a dude's belly button. Number one, they've got something in there. Number two, they've got an adorable little tummy. And they're you need the to Pillsbury Doughboy. Number three, if they're yeah. cosplaying as the Pillsbury Doughboy, that's, that one's fucking obvious. They're a treasure troll. Uh, and then Daniel removes his coat to show everyone his very short tie. This fucking tie, you <laughs> It was guys. so short. This fucking Mr. Potato Head situation this dude had going on. And I'm not a style expert. You know what I mean? Well. I'm not a fashion guru. I would say. But when you're, your tie looks like fucking fruit roll up. Yeah. You did a bad job with it. And then he takes his clothes off. We get to see him do a little posing. Uh, we see his underwear, which he assures everybody is, quote, male underwear. Because JoJo sees him and says, is that a thong? And he goes, no, it's male underwear. <laughs> okay. You just described a broad spectrum of garments. And then he jumps into the pool. First one in. There's a lot of shade thrown at him for this, but just like pool's there for a reason. And then he's like so drunk that after he gets out of the pool... He stands around, like, he continues to stand around in his underwear as if, like, maybe if I just keep leaning into this, people will think I'm a crazy fun party guy. But he didn't. You just kind of stood there. Yeah. Nobody seemed, like, drawn. You didn't have any particular, like, no. party magnetism. No. Uh, and then this is when we see a parade of drunk men interrupt JoJo when she is doing interviews. Um, she is back in another room kind of doing the solo work that bachelorettes and bachelors do. Uh, Nick S. barges in, brings her a water with lemon, um, and then clearly has no reason to be there and is surprised that he is interrupted. As he's walking out the door, he literally, not literally, but basically tags out and Vinny comes in, also drunk, and tries to talk to JoJo. This was this was bad. There was like a good There was like a good 5 minutes of this episode. A good 5 minute segment where it was just like this season is just going to be a Ferris wheel where every car is full to brim with just garbage. You know what's crazy though? So Nick goes home, which uh, yeah, I get that. Vinny does not. 
for Vinny some reason. Needs a, well, Vinny's a handsome boy. Uh, is he? He's, yes. You love that lineup. That's what it does it's for fucking you. fucking sharp lineup, dude. You could, like, I could, I could measure and cut wood using that lineup as, like, mm-hmm. a, a straight edge. You could set him face down on a deck and figure out whether it was level. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I could. Um... Uh, then we get a clip of Ali playing uh, Furlies. This was insane. Furly, they were playing Furlies, and like Jojo was awestruck, and like a lot of the people that we were watching with were like, "It's amazing." It was a good version of the second song you learn to play on piano, because yeah. your first song is either Chopsticks or Let It Be by the Beatles, and then your second one's Furlies. Uh, should we tell our listeners the great joke that our friend Anna made? I would love to hear the great joke our friend Anna made, because I've forgotten it. Oh, okay. Uh, so Ali's playing the piano. We all recognize it as for Elise. The second song you learned to play on piano. She says, see, you had me take the note, but yeah. I didn't hear the context. Do you know the joke now that I've gotten closer to it? I, I think she just said, hey guys, for Alice." Yeah. And I was like, I would think I was like full tilt line You literally drunk told point. me you were like, write that down, Rachel. I was fucking rolling. <laughs> I was rolling on that one. Um, yeah, good joke, Anna. Uh, it's fucking slammed out. Um, and then just a few final notes before the rose ceremony. Um, James Taylor gets some nice moments with her where she thinks he's a kind soul. Um, he does some good stuff. He's putting down a good game. Yeah. I think I think the Texas sort of uh, Yeah, he's team, from Texas. She's th- from Texas. I think most of the dudes from Texas are actually going to do pretty well. Like yeah. that particular demo seemed to score pretty high with her. Speaking of which, Luke gives her really nice cowboy boots, uh, which she also likes. That's kind of a crazy gift, right? Like, I think that would be a, a good game. I, uh, I think if I was on Bachelorette, which I'm not like planning on doing... Um, but if I was, can you just bring like an iPhone six? <laughs> well, you know I, mean? I think like, those, the boots point... are, those boots are several hundred dollars. Yeah. I think the point is that it like, it's, it's a personal, like, uh, this is representative of my hometown. Fuck that. Um, uh, fuck that. Maybe from Cupertino. <laughs> I'm from Cupertino. Here's an iPhone seven. <laughs> Check this shit out. It's got Siri two. I brought Griffin. Uh, my name is Rachel. I'm 34. I brought you a big screen TV. Thank you. Uh, because oh I know that you watch things, and I also watch things, and maybe with this big TV, we can watch them together. That's a, such a sweet thought. Does it do 4K? It does all the Ks. Oh, my God. It does 8K? It, more Ks than you can imagine. It does 56K dial-up? Up or down? <laughs> Up and down? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a fast little modem this little TV's got on it. Um, Jordan gets the first impression, Rose. Of course he does. They no smooch. surprise. He's got that tight ass. His fucking <laughs> firm cheeks. And, and that defined, like, his cheeks are fucking firm. He's like toned. Aaron Rodgers, but thinner, younger, with more hair. His butt's got those dimples that you know you want. We don't know that his butt has dimples. I can see it through those yeah, through those dirty, nasty khakis. Oh, God. And then, don't even get me started on the crack. 
Do you think that's what ladies are looking for? Is not just like nice butt dimples. Well, you don't want one, but like a good up, crack. You don't want that crack to go too high. That would be crazy. But you also don't want it to be too deep, do you? Have you ever seen a crack that like goes up above way the butt? too high above the belt line? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just picturing a butt or a crack is just that's like, like too long ears on a droopy dog <laughs> two long ears on a droopy dog the crack goes up to like your fucking c4 vertebrae <laughs> uh and then we get a little bit of a scare because it's rose ceremony time jojo's standing there with a the platter of roses daniel drowns <laughs> daniel fucking drowns and it's, it's sad you get scared because it's like there's a body in the pool and it's like oh it's damn daniel and it's like oh well if anyone no, Daniel is fine, and he he gets to stay another week somehow. Somehow, well, um, we know how those deucers. No, you know who shows up in his own limo is Jake Pavelka, bachelor from the season of On the Wings of Love with Vienna, in which they had a very public nasty, very breakup. bad breakup. Watch that again tonight, just to sort of refresh my memory of who Jake was, because you saw him and it was like, oh, Jake Pavelka. I was like, oh, that name sounds familiar, and I googled him. And I was like, oh, that's right. This guy's a shit fire. Well, and his brother was also a trainer on Biggest Loser that one season. His brother was fine. Yeah. No, he was, but it was Jake, just... Jake Pavelka was just a rotten, filth person. In and so scenario. we worry, and the producers do a great job, because he comes out, and JoJo's like, he's like a really close family friend. Like, he's like a brother to me. And we are all getting super nervous. And he starts to say, I really want you to find love. And I think it's in that room. And we're like, oh. Uh, fuck you, Jake. Fuck this show. Good. And he's like, you know, I know you. And, you know, and I and I know how you are. And just don't throw your walls up. And good luck. <laughs> Turnabout's fair play. But this show is absolute. This was, this was, I think I tweeted out a series of hateful things about the television show The Bachelor Bachelorette at this point. Because this was the producers being like, hey, you know how we've done like this dumb shit every season for the past four seasons? Uh, this time we're just kind of, we're going to goof on ya. Only this time it was like Jake Pavelka's 40s, early, late 40s. What would you say? Early 40s? Yeah. No, he's out of the game. He's out the game. He's out of JoJo's game for certain. Um, this was a, this was a, this was a bad bit. I think we all collectively breathed a sigh of relief because it's not to be a goofy goof. Griffin made the point when we were watching and it's true. It's become a trope where every season somebody comes back and says, oh, hey, you know what? I really, I really have always liked you and I want to vie for your love. And here I am. And so you're last almost season, expecting it now. Last season it was, uh, two, two of the women. Uh, there were two women who came back last yeah, season. Yeah, Amber was one of them. Amber and, oh shit, the runner-up from Chris's season. Oh shoot, what was her name? The, the, I, all I can remember is she was a virgin. And I know that's bad. Becca? Becca, yes. Yes. And the season before that it was Nick V, and then the season before yeah. that, I forget, um, fucking weirdo Mike, Michael? No, fuck, that wasn't the same. It's happened a lot. Yeah. And so, like, they're obviously playing on that. But this was not even close to being sellable. Because, like, if this season, if one of the angles of this season had been, like, there's, a like, a 45-year-old dude, this, like, what? 45-year-old friend who she says is, like, a, her brother. An old family friend who's, like, her brother who's, like... 
Although we know that she is very close with brothers. <laughs> Maybe a thing for her. And that she likes older men. Because yeah. she would have sex with Santa Claus. <laughs> if she, I think that's shitty. That she would hook up with Santa Claus. <laughs> but we'll need to give Jake Pavelka the time of day. We gotta wrap this podcast up. Alright, so who goes home? So Coley, the one who I thought looked like a character from Avatar, went home. In the arms. Uh, so Jake. Uh, not Pavelka, the other one. Who is an architect. The architect. Jonathan in the kilt. You fucking had that one coming, bro, with your shitty badass jokes. Not badass in a good way, like literally the way asses are bad sometimes. N- Nick S., who got really drunk. In the you shouldn't uh, offer a shitty w- lemon water. That's where you goofed up. That's where you lost it. Interview time's private time. Oh, the <laughs> angel. Peter in the tan suit. I don't even have anything to say about you, Peter. That's where you goofed up. And I Sal, who I didn't mention me. earlier, who came out and handed her two blue balls and asked her to hold them uh, on his limo exit, he also went home. Just fucking crying. Like, I don't know where I got it wrong. And allow, the other... me, allow me to put a clinic on for you, Saul. Um, you made a balls joke coming out of the car where you come out to begin the show. Like, the the Lambo guy got to stay. The lamp, damn Daniel got to stay. Vinny, who got drunk and interrupted her interview, got to stay. That lineup's so crisp. You Your could... blue balls got you sent home. Your blue balls got you sent. Well, that's fine. And the other sad thing that you'll notice if you watch is these, especially when there are this many contestants, these cocktail parties go on so long that when the contestants are leaving, it is morning. It, it was is daylight fun. It morning. wasn't just morning. It was probably 1130 a.m. <laughs> yeah. It was brunch time. They, they put all the lights away. There was no need. The sunlight was more than enough. They fucking got in the limo, got out of the limo, and went to Howard Johnson's for lunch. <laughs> Howard Johnson's? Uh, Hojo's, don't they do breakfast, lunch, brunch? I mean, I guess so, but of all the places you could have mentioned. IHOP would have been more relatable. Yeah, or Denny's. Or McDonald's, they could, they could another sponsor. A year ago, they could have gone to McDonald's, and they would not be serving breakfast anymore. <laughs> That's that a good, is how late these That's fucking. good. Should we well, go now back? They got, well, now they do the all-day breakfast. We, should we go back? And... They do the all-day breakfast, <laughs> as we've learned from the fucking Bachelor-themed commercials. Uh, so that was the first episode, y'all. A confession. A dark confession. Okay. We drafted our third team member. We did not watch it at a house that had DVR. So we all drafted our third team members. And the, that third round draft went a little bit long. And we had the TV turned off. So we didn't accidentally watch. Yeah, we the, didn't want to spoil. We didn't want to watch the season preview before we drafted our third team member. Because we thought that would be an unfair advantage. Uh, so we missed the first half of it. So, uh, and we literally just drove home and started recording this podcast. Because it's tomorrow. Um <laughs> Uh, so you, dear listener, know more about this season of The Bachelorette than we do. We will we, say, okay, so we'll, we... We will watch it before we record our next episode just to have a more... So we drafted Jordan, as we mentioned. We drafted Luke, which is going to be a huge get. It's going to be fucking huge, dude. And we drafted Chad. So that's a controversial choice, but like we've changed the way that the rules work where bad boy points will get you yeah. just as much good boy and points. And boy, are we glad we did, because what portions of the teaser that we did see... 
uh, included a lot of Chad. Chad, and I think I saw Jordan with like a busted nose or lip situation. I don't know that that was Jordan. I, I couldn't tell. It was, again, we didn't have DVR, so we could not record it. But it was definitely Chad getting like in the fucking mix. Yeah. And we have like points for physical altercations. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the idea with this season is, and it was something we tinkered with last season. Last season was the first season where, based on Chris Plant's idea, uh, to make the bad bad contestant points like a positive instead of a negative, uh, we've leaned even further in that direction so that it's essentially an even playing field. Anything you do, good or bad, equal amount of points. So if you get somebody who's good with JoJo but bad with the rest of the boys, that's like two sources of income, essentially. So I think, yeah. Chad, I think Chad could pay off very well. I think we may regret not locking down um, the DJ. Yeah. Maybe Robbie, depending on how well it's he hard does. to tell when they show you teasers. It's I mean, unless you see some of them out of the country, which is usually a good suggestion, they make it pretty far. But it's hard to tell the footage you're looking at. Is it from the next episode yeah. or is it from but that five fucking, weeks from now? That's core of Jordan and yeah. Luke is like. I feel so good about it. Yeah. And we're the only team that has both of them. Yeah. Which is like sick. No. And the thing with Luke, there was something about his limo exit. You know, she was very intrigued by him. And he he did this perfect dance of being like, oh, hey, yeah, no, it's really nice to meet you. You know what? I'll tell you more about myself inside. And just kind of got out and got so, out fucking so fast. He got off of a horse with a unicorn on it. Yeah. Horn. Not another second horse there's not a second equine <laughs> um and like any other dude would have been like this fucking dude had the most amazing combination of he was like, like oh the horse is named coconut anyway i'll see you inside anyway, fuck you bye <laughs> like the most amazing like yeah i came in on a unicorn what's the fucking big and deal i'm luke those, later deuces those nice cowboy boots <laughs> whatever i'm luke don't even talk to me here's a 500 dollar pair of cowboy boots it's like which which way are you coming at me from you're yeah. coming at me from like hot and cold and unicorn she and cowboy was so boots into it. she's so fucking into I'm it i'm just i'm a little nervous that he needs that quick exit because he is not a man it's of a lot, lot of, of substance. substance yeah but i don't give a fuck you get a hundred kisses luke yeah. Then you've earned your your keep in the McElroy household. Yeah, and this is why. So we almost pick Robbie because sweet honeysuckle Robbie just you that just that fucking wine joke was like so that was like yeah. that to me that was the funniest moment of the episode because that joke that was the only thing I remember about JoJo's hometown is that her mom slammed wine from the bottle <laughs> and I remember thinking like this woman rules uh, and then for him to bring that up to her fucking yeah. face during the limo that was, was so funny he. He gave a real good impression, and she was a big fan. Uh, but he doesn't seem like someone who's going to get a lot of points. He did a lot of like commenting on what other dudes were doing, and didn't do a yeah. lot of like swoop, swooping in there. You need somebody that'll give the smooches, that'll do the swearing. I, you know, I that'll the, that'll go in for you know all the points. And- I referenced the basketball coach. I think that's like the best sort of equivalent here. Yeah, what season was that? That was. Caitlin, it was Caitlin's season. You remember he did like Wasn't the half court. He did like the half court behind the I back shot. I thought it was even Atlanta. before Caitlin. I think it was Caitlin's season. Maybe, wow. maybe Andy's, but I think it was Caitlin's season. Yeah, Brian was his name, and yeah. like I, we, it was, it was, it was <laughs> kind of funny, and he was like a super nice, like super yeah. sincere dude. But like, I think we had him on our team, and he scored us like nothing. 
Yeah. You gotta, and like, then he did that half court shot and kissed her on the basketball court. That was the thing about last season that was so frustrating for like half the season is to like you gotta fucking get in the game. If you wanna if you wanna like I don't think that was Caitlin. I think it was older. Maybe it feels older. If you you gotta be I'm not even talking about the Bachelor, I'm talking about the last season, The Bachelor with um with Ben Ben Higgins is like for the first half of the season, none of the women were in the game. Like, nobody was yeah. going up for stealing him. Like, everybody was waiting on him to come to them to, like, start their conversations. Nobody was, like, getting into it. Um, and I just don't think that's going to be a problem with this season of The Bachelorette. Because these boys are rowdy garbage <laughs> bags. They're garbage <laughs> bags caught in the wind. They're fucking Woodstock 99 like three days after once all the like garbage has settled down and the water ran out (laughs) the water ran out and like all the garbage has settled into the mud and then people made fucking snowmen out of them and then they came to life frosty style and then entered the bachelorette (laughs) i fucking love this this sewer (laughs) that we've made for ourselves um how you feeling about jojo let's talk about jojo because that butt line was so good to yeah. me. Like, I was already so pro JoJo. So and then she, she said that butt line, and Griffin turns to me, and he's like, are you on board now? What's with- it gonna take? What's it gonna... Let's talk, let's talk about... What's it gonna take? I... Okay. All right. You wanna know? Yeah, I wanna know what's it gonna take. It's more than just a butt line. Anybody... Anybody can say a butt Those line. Those balls, man, they're so cool. I'm JoJo. I need somebody who... A... Um... Make some moves, make some choices, some okay. tough choices. Okay. Uh, be a little sassy, gets a little sassy. I think she's going to get a little sassy. Well, I, I need to see it. No, but look, one, two, three, and then who's your favorite? One, two, three. Oh, we've talked about this like multiple times. It's Emily. She's so sassy and so good and so sassy and won't stand for shit and like, like knew what she wanted and like. See, somebody who knows her worth, somebody that's like, Hey, I deserve better. Yeah. That was Emily all over. Emily is so good. If you if you have not watched that season, it was a good season. It was the only season I think I've watched that ended essentially early. Because Emily was like, I don't want to do the proper like both of them proposed to me thing. Like I know who I want and that's who I'm gonna have. Um she's so good. And I think I think JoJo's got potential. Yeah, I mean she has potential. Caitlin had potential too. But you they know? didn't. I don't, yeah. think I, I don't think she was given the opportunity to let that potential shine. Maybe, I don't know if you feel this way, but I know for me, when I'm watching a woman in the driver's seat, like, yeah. I want her to, like, step up. No, definitely. And I don't know if you felt that way with Ben, and Ben probably fulfilled a lot of your expectations. Um, ben was, I mean, Ben was very, very dry. I don't think Ben fulfilled, the only, like, expectation, it was not one that I expected to have was just Ben did not like equivocate at all. Like that we've joked about Ben the Axe Man a lot. It's rare to see any like on either men or women uh who are just like, yeah, you're fucking gone. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone like robotic like sorting hat style just like cold one between the shoulder blades gets rid of people that they know that they're not into. Um Ben sent you on your way. And not a lot of people do that. But that was like the only thing that he really had going for him. Emily was kind of full package. Emily might be my favorite like person I just, to do I this get, game. I got nervous in the bit of the teaser that I did see because it was a lot of JoJo crying. 
Um, that's fucking every. That's ev- all these teasers. Which I'm not saying is necessarily now. a bad thing, but I would have felt a lot better if there were there was some footage more of her boys crying. Well, just and yeah, and putting the smackdown. We may miss that because we did miss most of the teasers. That's true. Um, I. I will say every one of these season long teasers is designed so that, and I'm sure if we went back and listened to what would that would have been the first episode of Rose Buddies, right? Where we talked about the Ben's first episode. It's designed to make it look like somebody fucking dies, like yeah. somebody just well, murders somebody else. The mysterious black eye that never surfaced in last season. Yes, that showed up in the teaser, and then literally was never addressed during the actual. I started thinking actual... about that when they were showing this teaser, and there was like blood all this over is, the place. This one's got to be. So it could be two different things, right? Okay, so we saw two different things. We saw. Uh, a dude with blood on his nose and mouth. Let's let's break it down in three shots. Dude with no 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 because I think this is important and I want to put my prediction. I want to put my stake in the ground right now. All right. We saw a shot of a dude with blood on his nose and mouth who I thought was Jer- Jer- not Jeremy Jordan Jordan. I don't think it is. We saw a fist with like blood and scratches. And, yes. Like it looks like a punch punch wound. They punched somebody and then it got bad. And then we saw a shirt covered in blood. I think the shirt covered in blood is a different thing from those other two shots. Like somebody got like okay. somebody like banged their head or something. There was like some, some sort of accident. I'm not saying there's not a fight this season. There might be a fight this season. Maybe they go on a painting date and somebody just gets. I'm saying paint. I'm not no joke. I would not fucking put it past this show. Or like an acting murder mystery kind of thing. They have a fucking spaghetti sauce date. Yeah. <laughs> and then they edit that into the preview to make it look like somebody gets gut shot. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's what these teasers do. Yeah, it's never as dramatic as the teasers make it seem. Um, this is a, f- I'm so excited, and I don't know if it's just because like uh, we got a good group of buds together to watch it, or um, I love our team, or, or people are all over the country watching this. People show. are all over watching the country. <laughs> we got so many tweets from people who were like, "I'm watching this for the first time ever." Um, if if ABC comes out and says this is our most watched season premiere ever, we'll know. We'll know. We'll you'll, know and, why, and you'll know. And what's you'll up. know. Um, maybe it's I've had like ten drinks tonight, but I'm feeling so good about this season. <laughs> I am. I'm like genuine. I'm so excited. I like JoJo. A lot of these boys are just absolute hyenas. You are the sleepiest I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, a single can person. We please stop. Um, thank you all for listening to Rose Buddies. It's going to be an amazing season of television content. Um, what are we going to do the week? We'll be in town next week. We'll have an episode next week. Week after that, we're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, we will be traveling a little bit this summer. June's um, going to be batshit, but we'll we'll get around. We'll never skip an episode. We'll we just... may have to. I may have to teach you how to record an episode than we do one remotely. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking bad. Yeah, Griffin's going to be in L.A. for a week, and we will still have to record somehow. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> I'll walk you through it. I'll set okay. it up. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for this season. Thank you all for joining us for Rose Buddies. I hope you're doing a fantasy league. I hope it's going well. Hot picks, I think, include definitely Jordan, definitely Luke. Um, and also, you guys, if you watched tonight and were just miserable... Like, feel proud of watching the first episode, and don't feel like you need to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have to pressure yourself. 
Just feel like I got to meet everybody. I think everybody. Rachel's saying this specifically for for Lynn Manuel, who's been uh, <laughs> tweeting at me all night. Like my bones have left my my, my skeleton jumped out of my body. This and show tried to isn't run for everybody. It's we not understand for everybody. that. Like I said at the top, it's a hot it's a hot wild toilet mess. Um, and but you if you hey, wa- if you had a good time, you're just like us, you're and just, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome to the Ariel Monsters fucking sewer society. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening to Rose Bites. Thanks for sharing it. I hope you hang with us for the season. It's going to be a fucking frog and toad's wild ride. You know, did Chris Harrison even come out tonight and he say was in when you're ready? The least amount of this show he's ever been. Oh man, I hate 60, it. Like 63 seconds. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. There was actually a really good bit where there's a bachelor super fan who I don't even think we had time to talk about. And now we can't because you just yawned for literally 12 seconds. <laughs> uh, and the bachelor super fan like got to meet Chris Harrison and it was a really uncomfortable interaction. It, it was, but that was like, that was at the very end. That was yeah, like post credits. Yeah. That, that one's going to show up on the fucking tide. Awkward moment. Cutting your the bleachable moment. Bleachable moment. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, Jesus.